BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to The Toast. Happy Tuesday. Do you initialize the cards? I initialize the cards. We are all ready to go. Don't worry. I run this studio when I'm down here. Like, this studio, I understand, my domain. I am. Cards have been initialized. Everything has been cleared. We're ready to go. When you walk in this studio, you know you are ready when I am here. I know. I when just, I'm like, not here, I used to have can't. a checklist and like, we, like now we're just so comfortable so it doesn't matter. But you know, it's, you never want to be too safe. I have a checklist and I did it. Like I, I did it. Okay. So yeah. we're an I now. Uh, when I do something by myself, <laughs> it is an I, yes. We didn't do it. Did you do anything? You didn't even know if the memory cards were initialized. I did do a lot of things. Yeah, I gave you your sweatshirt. I you dressed you. I you opened did. the packages. We well, could see what to wear. I have been here for so motherfucking long. I have nothing else to wear. And I already was working with, you know, my, my wardrobe here isn't great. So thank God for Bridget sending us these bar sweatshirts because I'm wearing yours today. And it looks like I might need to be wearing one each day of the week. I think she sent enough for us to do so. Yeah. And we can then like swap. You know, it's like each permutation of like what colors we'll each wear. I think we have like 10 options total. Permutations. Permutations. Um, so it's Tuesday, which it doesn't is. mean anything. That's really interesting that it's Tuesday. It doesn't mean anything. No. It means that we're in it, though. You know, we've officially entered the week. It's true. We're no longer, like, shy, like, dipping our toes yeah, in. Yeah, and, like, wanting to go backwards. Like, we're forging ahead mm-hmm. in this new week. We're kind of, like, foragers. Yeah. In yeah. our forest green sweater. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, I think it's good. It's been a great week so far with my girl, Turd. Mm-hmm. We had such a fun day yesterday, working, eating, playing. That is exactly what we did. Yeah. We worked, we ate, and we played so fucking hard. Harry at 7 o'clock, he was like, I gotta go to bed, guys. Yeah, he's like, too much you guys, for me. you wiped me out. Too much. And I think I'm looking forward to another day of such things today. I'm looking forward to another day of working, of playing, and definitely of eating. For sure. We haven't made a plan for For the third part. And I don't like when we don't have a plan. Well, I've kind of just been, you know, really focusing all my energy on planning a really gorgeous episode for Thursday. Yes. You guys don't know it, but Thursday's episode is kind of like an enormous milestone here at The Toast. It is going to be our 1,000th episode four digits four digits one thousand 
episodes. And I do believe we are entering a very premium category of podcasters. I can't even think, of course, Joe Rogan has mm-hmm. over a thousand. He's up to like 1500 or something. I'm sure the daily has, but like, I don't really include them. If your podcast is owned and like by like a major media company, I don't consider you a podcaster. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're someone with a job. You're just like a media company. Like I'm yeah. talking about independent podcasters. I feel like maybe Heather McDonald has reached a thousand because she's been doing this long before anyone. Yes. And there was someone else because we've had this conversation once before and like someone wrote in the comments of another podcast. I was like, oh yeah, they definitely have a thousand episodes, but it's a very small club. I would say it can't be more than 10 podcasts that are in the top 200 of podcasts that have a thousand yeah you could you have could, a thousand yeah. but like no one listens yeah. yeah yeah so it's kind of like a big week it is a really big week we've kind of been creeping towards this milestone always being excited for it always hoping that we would be together for it and we didn't even plan this so it's so kismet but shared they shared that we're going to be together on thursday for our 1000th episode and I, it will probably be an episode just like any other. An amazing one. An amazing one. We're so excited and, and feeling so hashtag proud. Mm-hmm. Um, but like maybe we should just take the episode off. Like maybe it's like, okay, we've done 1,000 episodes. Like let's stop talking. Let's take a day off. Yeah. Yeah, but then but then we wouldn't have the 1,000. Yeah, like, and then the next day we just like we would never do it because we keep thinking we deserve this day off. Right. So I don't, we don't really have anything planned yet, but just know it's going to be a really special episode. If you have any ideas like for what we should do, let me know because I'm kind of like drawing a blank. Yeah, I'm sure people come up with good ideas. They probably all include like watching our first episode back, which like how I know. logistically, like, well, one. I could never. One, no. No. Two, like logistically, how would that work? Like we're going to bring a TV in here. We're going to watch it. No. I, okay, well, we, this is our thousandth episode of The Toast. Yeah. We did a year of our show before we rebranded from The Breath. Um, I would be happier to watch the first episode of The Breath than I would to be watch the first episode of The Toast because I could never watch. I, I literally could never watch the first episode of The Toast. No, I couldn't. But we could do like a a roulette where we just like pick one random episode, like 369. Right, right. And we watch that. Yeah. Something like that. But again, logistically, pick, it's a kind of a nightmare. We should pick 213. Why? Because that's Harry's birthday. Take longer to remember your son's birthday. <laughs> yeah. You kind of like, kind of said, like, that was kind of like an entrapment situation. Like, you knew and you were just like trying to see, get me. Okay, get but me like, if anybody ever said, we should do 710, I'd be like, oh, that's my birthday. You know, like. I wasn't thinking in terms of birthday. Like, I would say, what was 700? Like, what year was that? Like, what's mm. 710? Okay, it's fine. That's, I was just like really thinking really practically. Yeah. Well, I think we should do 213. Okay. 213 it is. But how is that for Patreon? Because like we could use the TV out there. Yeah. We won't be in the studio. We could bring our camera. Yeah. We could give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. But in the meantime, just keep in mind this big milestone coming up. It's kind of a big week for your girls. And I think more importantly than doing like a fun segment or, you know, something crazy is just to take stock. Yeah. Where Look we're back. at, where we came from, where we're going, and just like be a little proud of ourselves. We really never take the time to like stop and look around and be like, wow, we did that. Yeah. So maybe the Thursday episode will just be a silent episode of us staring. Us sitting and reflecting and then, and asking you to reflect with us, you know, on, on who you've become since you've started listening to the toast. How long have you been listening to the toast? How has your life changed? It'll be a lot of us looking forward as we, and looking back, but then looking forward again. Towards the future. Towards the future. And you know what the future is? It's bright and toasty. What's that Hebrew phrase? Odd. 
You know, 120. Add, oh, we passed 120. No, but like it's 120 years. Oh, sh- like when you wish someone a birthday, you're like, happy birthday, add 120. Like may you live till 120. Okay. Maybe toast till 120. Yeah. 1200. Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll figure out the verbiage. Yeah. We'll figure out the official, official slogan, but we just wanted to get you guys excited in the lead up to 1000 and, and hear from you what you would like to see from us. Yeah. Big day. For our 1000th episode. Yeah. Big day. Big day so other than that you know enormous life-changing milestone we just got a gorgeous show today you know a couple stories no de- tomorrow's your toaster so just like a regular you know good old-fashioned episode of the toast jackson claude no brass no stress oh no brass no stress those boys did not want to work today i could relate yeah you know yeah they were like you guys have to go but we don't we don't yeah we'll just wait for you to and, put kibble on the table and we won't and we shown't they said that they did so you want to dive right in? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to like, catch people up on. Do you? No, because I'm caught up with you. Mm-hmm. We haven't been watching television. We've been reading our books. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of studious girlies. Mm-hmm. You started a new book. Yeah, I did. It was like, you know, a spicy wreck. I think maybe I got it from the Redheads book or from Snatchler. Redheads group, sorry. Okay. Um, It's called Scandalized. It's fine. You don't need to read it, but it's fine. I'm reading The Marriage Portrait, which Dana recommended because it's historical fiction. It's about the Medicis. And she really liked it. And she doesn't read that genre. So she's like, these are your people. Like, you should read this book. It was really good. And like, I cannot get into it. Mm. Um, I will forge ahead, but it's just dense. 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 Um, So that's really it. Today, I mean, yesterday actually kind of was like a big milestone because we, you know, sat down in bed with Harry and we turned on the toast for him. And he wasn't interested, not in the slightest. Yeah. And then we turned on his rage and he was like dazzled, you know, by her. It was a a tough loss. I'm not going to lie. Maybe we need to punch in. I feel like this camera's a little too far away. He might like a remote episode. Yeah. I just felt like, you know, audio wise, he would connect with it immediately because, you know, in utero, you did nine months of episodes. Like... I thought he would immediately kind of recognize it. Yeah, I feel like he's a little jaded because he gets it all the time now. Like he could have toast on demand whenever he wants. Yeah. And he was like, why would I sit and watch this when I'm literally sitting in between you two bitches? No, and he was also just like, shut the fuck up and put on Miss Rage, which is fair. It is. Like we're not necessarily like teaching him anything, you know? That's a lie. That's that is a, a lie. bold-faced lie. No, we're not teaching him to clap or... But he was literally ma, looking ma. at the TV and then he was looking at you to his right. Yeah. And me to his left. And he literally, if he could speak, he would say, you guys are obsessed with yourselves. Yeah. No, he'd be like, the fuck? Like, girls, get a, get a grip. That's what he'd he say. He would say, girls, like, it's not that good. No, so true. So true. <laughs> but he would be wrong. It is yeah. that good. Yeah, it is. But is it, like, good that we have to watch, like, that episode that day, like, with him? Yes. When he probably can hear it downstairs. I mean, yesterday with the Grammys recap, like it was. That's true. You know, there's a lot of discourse in our comment section about, you know, who deserved album. It was really kind of like the Beyonce versus the the Harry fans. It was crazy how like those fandoms like feel so certain. Like, no, Beyonce was the album of the year. Like it just was. And then the Harry people are like, Harry's album was. And I guess it's like good to see. And there's really no consensus. Because art is subjective. But I had no idea that it was that intense. Contentious between the two groups yeah so so you know get a life (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm kidding i understand the passion like trust me if kelly was up for album of the year like i'd be in the comments like it was kelly's year it was the year of kelly speaking of kelly did you see her collab with pink i did but i didn't like i've seen that it exists but i haven't 
digested it yet. They sat down and sang a few songs, not just one. Like they did this really beautiful, like acoustic harmony version of some Pink songs. It was really good. Pink, you know, stopped by the Kelly Clarkson show and Kelly, you know, as she does, put her to work. Put her to work. Okay, I need to like sit down and enjoy it. I don't want to see like a 10 second clip. Kelly's been killing it. I've seen that it exists. And I also was listening to like, you know, some cool kids playlist on Spotify this morning. And there was a new Pink song in there. Have you heard it? How does it go? It's called Trust Fall. I couldn't, t- I only heard it once. I couldn't tell you how it goes, but it's so gorgeous. That's so pink. And it, I was listening to it like right after Flowers, which like is one of my these like best songs ever and like is getting so much hype, hype and fanfare. And it's like Pink puts out Fire Flame songs every time she puts out yep. a song. And it's like, she doesn't even get a core, a fraction of the hype. Because you want to know why? Like, Pink is... We take her for granted. Yeah, but Pink has just kind of cemented herself, like, as an icon. Like, she doesn't need these elaborate, viral, promotional things. Like, she just has a huge audience, and her songs, like, do well. And I think she's just, like, happy and fulfilled with that. Like, she doesn't need to be number one all the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She no, does it for the art. But it's, like, I'm not saying she should be doing more. I'm saying as fans, like, we should be, like, propping up the best song. I know. Like, and it's like, she's always giving us the best song. And then someone gives us like a pretty good song. And we're like, yeah, no, Pink is out here just like consistently doing the most. And we're, we're just taking it for granted. That's what, that's like what I said two minutes ago that we take her for granted. No, and that's me agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Like, is that okay? I thought, I, I thought it was like you coming at it as if it were a new thought. Once again, our agreements have left us speechless. Yeah. And feeling targeted. Okay. So perhaps that would be a good time. That would be a good time to get into some divisive stories that we can. Jackie says she has a hot take coming out at for us. I do have a hot take. I'm really excited because it's a historical hot take too. And it's relevant in present day. It's for everyone. All right. Well, let's do it then. Without further ado, here are the fast size stories that you need to know. And today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Try it free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about about a subscription or a service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription that you don't use for months on end. With Rocket Money, you can change that within a few quick taps. So Rocket Money, which is formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought just to watch one new show on, or that free trial that you never actually used. Rocket Money will click quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't want. Simply find the subscription that you don't want, press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. There's no long hold times with customer service, no tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as the click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to two, uh, up to $720 a year. So true. By the way, like I get like things that keep me up at night were like all the things that I had put down my credit card for for a free trial and forgotten about. And Rocket Money just like did that for me. Not only for me, but like, I have so many, I have different bank accounts, like for personal, for work. And I'm always putting like random things on the business. Rocket Money was just out oh, here like, are? yeah, Rocket <laughs> Money was just out here clearing my conscience. So stop throwing your money away, cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash toast. That's rocketmoney.com slash toast, rocketmoney.com slash T-O-A-S-T. Today's episode is also brought to you by Thrive Market, our go-to for all of our grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to our doorstep is a huge time saver. We have gotten so many good deliveries while I've been here from Thrive Market. This house um, runs on Thrive Market because you guys, you know, I'm in my clean era one. So one, it's like an organic 
grocery shopping mm-hmm. online. Like there couldn't be anything more me. It's like digital grocery shopping, organic, like baby So food. easy to search like so, based on what you want. So easy to search. They have like all the best brands, all the best snacks, baby food. And, and then I also try new things. They also have like Thrive Market brand and stuff. So like I have their dates that are so good. Mm-hmm. I kept trying to convince Kayla that they were chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also a really good place to discover new brands because yes. it's not your typical. They're not like other brands. No. And Lob. And like it's great because everything is like vetted, good for you, organic. Mm-hmm. It has the Thrive Market stamp of approval. Right, which means everything. You don't have to like go around checking the backs of the labels. As a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single order. On on average, we are saving 30% each time. So we literally got a box two days ago. Uh, Zach Weinreb was so excited. He was like, can I open it? We're like, "Um, no. On top of the massive (laughs) savings on each order, Thrive Market has deals and a deal page that changes daily. So it gives us cash back on so many brands and they have a price match guarantee. So they save us money, but they also save time. Love the filters on their website or their app. They have over 70 filters. So whether you're looking for certified gluten-free snacks, non-toxic cleaning essentials, um, you can curate your own shopping experience with the click of a button. So whatever your dietary restrictions are, like we have a lot, mm-hmm. um, it's so easy. You don't have to sift through products that you cannot purchase because that filtering system is like, Kind of revolutionary. Also, they have frozen food. So they'll send you a frozen food box. Like I got frozen pizzas. I love, we love this one brand that are like the best pizzas ever. Um, Some frozen mac and cheese, like meals for the week. And they come fresh frozen. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your order plus a free $60 gift. That's thrivemarket.com slash the toast for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash the toast. Thrivemarket.com slash the toast. Frozen Foods is so Marjorie Post. Real ones, no. Right, Do you want to know why that's so Marjorie Post? Okay. Okay, so she like took over Post Cereal, which her dad invented, and then she acquired a brand called Bird's Eye oh, I'm Frozen familiar. Foods. It's still and around. She, and she was the first one to like make a bet on frozen foods that people would want them in their home and get an ice box and then eventually a freezer. And it was like the best mm. buy ever. Interesting. I have Bird's Eye in my freezer. I love Bird's yeah, Eye. Yeah, no, they're like in millions of grocery stores. Yeah, so like she really is like she did the that. pioneer. She did that. Cool. That's cool. Pioneer frozen foods. Well, except the guy that she bought birds. I from like, right. He, really he was really the pioneer, yeah. but like she took a chance on an unknown frozen foods fisher. Cool. In. It's really cool. Okay. Just move on. <laughs> like, come on. I just, I okay. first story drama in oh. Montana. Oh, Kevin Costner's Yellowstone work dispute sparks cancellation buzz. Have you seen this? I, I did, but I just kind of brushed it off. I know I'm like in denial, but here is what we know. Okay. Paramount Network, Paramount Global, and series co-creator and showrunner Taylor Sheridan could be ending the popular Western in its current form, sources told Deadline on Monday, but are trying to extend the franchise with a new show starring Matthew McConaughey. Okay, I don't believe all of that. The show's potential shuttering comes, insiders allegedly claimed, as the show's current car star Kevin Costner is reportedly having disagreements over shooting schedules. The friction is allegedly causing morale issues with fellow actors on the show. In a statement to the Post, a Paramount Network spokesperson shot down the rumor and attempted to put fans' minds at ease, saying, We have no news to report. Kevin Costner is a big part of Yellowstone, and we hope that's the case for a long time to come. Yeah. Thanks to the brilliant mind of Taylor Sheridan, we are always working on franchise expansions of this incredible world he has built. Matthew McConaughey is a phenomenal talent with whom we'd love to partner. 
So they definitely have something brewing with Matthew McConaughey. But and I don't think that necessarily has anything to do with the other story. Yeah, the other story though, so sources claim that he originally, Kevin Costner allotted himself 65 days to shoot the first part of the series' current fifth season, which we saw. Which we saw. And he only ended up wanting to shoot for 50 days. Now as the cast is shooting the second half of the episodes, Kevin Costner reportedly only wants to spend one week filming, which is causing an alleged rift. Okay, I don't know why I've like always kind of envisioned Kevin Costner is like a real, you know, down home, all American, like humble, modest, like not difficult person. Mm -hmm. So I'm having a hard time putting him in that box, but it does sound like he's literally being difficult. Like I understand like not wanting to work, like respect it. Um, However, like you just won the Emmy. You're on the biggest show on television. Golden Golden Globe, sorry. You're on the biggest show on television. Like I would think he would be even more excited than ever. I know. About this show. So I feel a couple ways about it. Like on the one hand where there's smoke, there's fire. And we have to acknowledge the smoke and that like Kevin Costner. Because statement kind of corroborates that Kevin is being difficult. And we hope he's part of this for years to come. Yeah. Like he shaved 15 days off his work schedule. I'm sorry. You can't like film the second half of a show in one week. week. Like you're going to have to do more. On the other hand, I kind of feel like these like deadline and these like media insiders like want to take down Yellowstone. Yeah. Because it's it's so popular. It's an outlier. Yeah. It's like. It, it, it shouldn't be this big. Right. And I feel like they kind of love drumming up the drama within it. And I think Matthew McConaughey would actually be really good for a spinoff. Me too. But if he in some way, shape or form replaces Kevin Costner, I don't know if the fans are going to go for that. No. Also, I just, they'd be better off ending the show because like when there's like a lack of continuity, it's just, it's confusing. Or they'd be better off like killing John because everybody wants to kill John all the time. And at some point, like he will have to die right and then like we see how the kids like we've always been preparing for the next generation right. so like we could see how but that was the heart of the show like you really can't and there's really not a an apt replacement unless it's rip no like rip and beth yeah and they can make other characters more likable like casey this is he's getting better this is so um like weird to me because like to me, you're right. Like Yellowstone is his outlier show. It's like was never supposed to be successful. No. And like it became Come the number one show. Plus, it like, was the number one show on television. And like to me, they're perfect, you know? Yeah, they're so happy. Like they can't believe all they of this. They have the success. best job in the world. And it's like Kevin Costner took on this job when it was an unknown nothing Uncool. show filled with like a cast of people I've never seen before. Unknowns. And now that it's the biggest show in the world, he like couldn't be a bigger star. Like now's the time when you want to turn your back. Like that's a little Maybe the Golden weird. Globe is like getting to his head. You think, or it's like he it's become too mainstream. I've gotta go. Maybe he's like more of like an indie artist. Yeah. And he's like, we're too big. I don't know. I I'm feeling really disappointed. If any and you know what? I But I feel like this is meant to like sow discord amongst the fans, you know? And I feel like I would agree. Yellowstone fam, we have to stay strong. I would agree if it weren't for that statement from Paramount. Like they just corroborated the whole story. Yeah. Because on the one hand they said we hope he's a part of it, and on the other hand, they like wouldn't, you know, talk shit about Matthew McConaughey because they are talking to him in contracts. Right. So I'm feeling beyond disheartened. Like I was ready to brush this whole thing off until you read, read the statement. Yeah. There's something there. The brethren have snuck into the studio. There's something there. There's something there that wasn't, wasn't there, there before. before. What's that from? Beauty and the Beast. There must be something there that wasn't there before. So oh. that was like not great news to start the day. No, that's fucking horrendous. I saw it, read the headline and just like brush it off. I'm like, oh, everyone's coming for Yellowstone. Classic jealous wenches. Yeah. Turns jealous. out. Turns out maybe they're not so jealous those wenches. Maybe they're onto something. No, they're still jealous, but maybe like they're, they're not lying. They're not lying. Maybe they're not lying wenches. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. 
let's see how the second half of season five goes and like how so much. So you're saying they haven't even filmed it yet. They're filming it. They're okay, where's Kevin? It. Who knows? It's literally Home Alone. Where's Kevin? Passes to Kevin. Who knows? But he also listed his 168 60 yes. acre Aspen Ranch for rent. Yeah. So like maybe he's just kind of like done disposing of his material items. Yeah. That ranch. I, I looked at, I looked into it. Um, for $36,000 a night. I guess was, he's going to get that material item. It was just like a little out of my price range, um, which was upsetting because it was like kind of the perfect house for me. You ever see a house that's like so you, whether it's on Zillow or like a celebrity listing? Yeah, I'm looking listing. at it. It's pretty gorgeous. Yeah. The, oh, and imagine the brethren. Yeah. Looks like the sound of music. Yeah, you ever just see a house that's like really kind of designed for you and then you yeah. find out it's just like millions out of your price range. It's, I just hate when that happens. Yeah. Oh, in this article about the house, it said rumors surfaced on Friday as to whether season five of the highly popular series would yeah. be his last. No, there's something going on with Kevin. And like, what are you doing, Kevin? Even though I will say there is a time to end a show. And I don't know if it's the, if Yellowstone's time, but like it really isn't like amazing anymore. No, I'm loving it more than ever because it's just comfort. Yes, no, now it's like a soap opera that you tune into every week. It's a Western mm-hmm. soap opera. But it's not like this drama filled like best show on TV. Like I'm surprised that like he won the Golden Globe this season. He should have won it like three seasons ago, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying it's it's time yet, but a time does come. And I respect a an actor and an artist knowing when the time is up and not just letting a show go on for decades. Um, but it's not the time. Yeah. It's getting close, but it's not the time. No, but, and he could go, but I think the show should stay. And I think it really should turn into like what's next. Second gen. Second gen. Well, actually that's like eighth gen. Next gen. Next gen. Gen, gen bip. Yeah. And it's, and it's Rip and Beth. Yeah. Gen ref. Even though it will pass to what's Casey's boy's name. Annoying. Tate. Tate, it will pass to Tate. To the annoying kid who's going through puberty. He's like, you know, it's always tough watching a show that goes on for a long time when there's a young boy on it because he eventually goes through that phase, Bran, where they've got like a hairy upper lip and their voice cracks and they're just... They're not the kid They're not cute anymore. Yeah, no, they, they, every kid, especially a boy, like goes through like a really weird, ugly phase. And it's universal. It's not, you know, it's everyone. Yeah. It's tough to watch. It really is, Bran. And Tate's going through it. Mm. Yeah. Damn. But, um, yeah, I guess because Beth can't have children biologically. Mm-hmm. But they got that kid, that runaway. They do. That and mini like, rip. You never know. Like, miracles have happened. Yeah. But she had a hysterectomy. Like, I don't think that's, that's not like a miracle. That's just like impossible. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like, know. maybe they could come to love that kid as their own. Yeah, but like, I don't know if, if that would work for them to pass it down. It's like not... Why? Dutton. They don't care. Yeah, like, I guess like John. They're not Mal- like crazy John blood. John the land, the rent, the land to rip. rip. Yeah, no. And it's not like they're gonna give it to Jamie's kid. Actually, but Jamie's not even. Right. Jamie's not even. Jamie's not even. He should leave it to the Strathern. They would love it. They would clean that shit up. Like they would run it like a. And they per- would enjoy it. Yeah, no, and they would get like the finances right. They're businessmen, these brethren. Yeah, they are. Look, the business they, brethren. They knew they had to come to work, even though they didn't want to. Even though they're sleeping on the job. Do you think they were like talking to each other out there? Like, should we go in? I know it's like moms are gonna be mad at us, but like oh, I'm not. They're in the like mood. listening out there. Like the show's not that good yet. Maybe they need. They us. need us. Look at them both. Like they came in together. Like, yeah. Hey, we're here to help. Yeah. Like hey, we heard the show. Sounds like you could use our help. <laughs> I love you, boys. Mom's angels. I'm so devastated about this. Like I know. One thing about Yellowstone, we could count them on. Count on them for is like no, no off the scenes no, drama. No Hollywood drama. No right. egos. Diva. Yeah. But it looks like they're just like every other show. But I also like want to keep my head like a level head about this because I also know they're trying 
To come for Yellowstone. To come for Yellowstone. So true. And they're trying to make it look like it's Yellowstone coming for itself, but like, I'm on It's deadline. You. Jealous wenches. Jealous, you can never have this audience that's so big. Jealous wenches. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Some more drama. Yeah. Quavo and Offset yes. fight backstage at the Grammys 2023 over the tribute to Takeoff. So Quavo and Offset got into a brawl so intense backstage during Sunday night's 2023 Grammys that they had to be pulled apart, according to a new report. The two performers uh, apparently feuded over the musical tribute to Takeoff, the late rapper who served as one third of their group, Migos. Sources at the awards show told the outlet that just before Quavo took the stage to perform his song Without You during the In Memoriam segment, he and Offset got into a physical fight over the fact that Quavo allegedly refused to allow Offset to participate in the tribute despite the Grammys requesting it. Mm -hmm. Quavo even went so far as to block Offset from joining him on stage, which led to fisticuffs. Reps for the Grammys in both Which led to what? Fisticuffs. Like, uh, Is that a phrase? That's a word. Like, you know, fighting. A brawl. Brawl. Yeah. Okay. Reps for the Grammys and both rappers didn't immediately return uh, requests for comment, um, but Offset tweeted something later. And then there's also a video of Cardi B queen. yelling at both of them backstage. Queen on her queen shit. Right. Like for me, the Quavo and Offset fighting, like, isn't that juicy to me? Like, you know, they're in a band. They lost someone. Grief. Like, it happens. Yeah. And apparently, uh, prior to Takeoff's murder last fall, Quavo and Takeoff had been extremely qu- close, but Offset had been on the outs from the group. Mm. But they're also all family. Takeoff was Quavo's nephew, and Offset is Quavo's cousin. Okay. So they're family. So, again, like, makes the brawl less explosive like families fight especially during dark times but for me like what I loved about this was Cardi B like literally getting in their faces like these two big grown men and telling them to like literally stop but she was being such like a mom yeah if you listen and talk about entertainment tonight being at the right place the right time like they just happened to have their camera backstage and they literally caught the whole thing I'm like and it wasn't it wasn't um she wasn't yelling at them. It wasn't like fighting. It was just like almost like reprimanding. Like yeah, reprimanding. Like, stop. Like, you're both wrong and you guys need to stop it. Yeah, she said, you're both wrong. It was so like, it was so iconic. It was iconic. Like, I love, she doesn't care. We're backstage at the Grammys, but you know, you need to be putting your place and I'm going to be the one to do it. Like, I literally, I'm sure there were tons of people around and like, I feel like another celebrity would be like, shot. Know, pretend like, like everything's okay. Like, it's okay, honey. Yeah. <laughs> no, like a hundred percent. And then we, she walked past the Entertainment Tonight, like interview station and they were like, we heard you, you know, putting people you in their place. were something over. And she was like, no, I was just fixing my dress, just smoothing my outfit over. Like she was just being a queen. She was being a queen. It's honestly the best video. It's sad to hear that they were fighting yeah. like, about this tribute and that, you know, things are. Well, it's weird that Quavo, like, you know, try to cut out Offset. Yeah, but like, it, one, it's Quavo's song. Two, well, like, I'm not It's thinking, not even Quavo's song. They sang, well, it's it was two songs. Song. It's been a long day. But he sang you. another song Before that, that wasn't that song. Yes, I know. But. Yeah, but. I'm not defending Quavo, but I'm just saying, like, you never know Quavo's POV. Of course, from our side, it's like, you're all family and you're all members of Migos. You should all Yeah, but by the way, it. it was Quavo's song because Quavo wouldn't let anyone else be a part of the tribute. No, but maybe, like, he wrote the song on his own. Like, I'm sure, let me look up the song and see if it's I'm just if, saying, if like, they could have found something for Offset to do. If it's released, but he didn't want to. Right. Why? Why? Without you by Quavo. Quavios. Quavios. Is that his like artist name on his own? Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Quavios artist. Yeah, he has one song without you. Okay, so it's his song and like he didn't want the other guy in it. Like, yeah, but like they chose it. that song because he blocked out Offset but from participating. But it's also like it seems to be a song that he wrote about Takeoff. I'm just saying like they were all family. Not, they I'm were d- all in a band and like they all deserve to, to grieve. Yeah. 
That's true. And I just can't explain how, like, with Cardi B around, like, I'm just not worried. I know they'll figure it out. Yeah. It's a hard time. You lose someone at a young age. You lose, Trump. And it's, like, hard to, like, you lose perspective. Yeah. And, like, you do crazy and you things. you like, blaming the wrong yeah. people. And I understand. Me too. I think they're going to be okay as long as Cardi is putting them in their place. Like, she yeah. was so, like, really, like, channeling her mom energy. No, it was honestly, like, I'm sure she was going through stuff backstage. But, like, she looked, she was the best dress at the awards. Uh-huh. Like, she did, wasn't even nominated for anything, but it was Cardi's night. No, and now we know she was, like, holding it down the fort backstage. Like, yeah. queen doing queen shit. Yeah. Respect. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyways, I hope they can work it out. Me too. It's so tough when families, you know, start fighting. But they'll find their way back to each other. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Twitters and you people everywhere are slamming Leonardo DiCaprio over his romance with a 19-year-old. Um, so Leonardo DiCaprio, who is 48, Ugh. is now dating a 19-year-old model, Eden Polani. He was first pictured with her at um, a release party for a EP, and they were, you know, seated next to each other at some event and whatnot. So disgusting. I mean... She's so gorgeous. She's 19, which is so- But to put things into perspective, someone said she's so young, her high school education was interrupted by COVID. COVID. Yeah. No, this is really sick. And I guess I didn't even really put together how Leo's almost 50. I've just been considering him like a man in his 40s. Like now he's 50, you know? This is really, really crazy. Because it used to be like 25, ha ha ha. Like, okay, so he's dating someone 23, but like 19. Is right on the border of legality. Is so young. He's really disgusting. Yeah. Like, this is gross. Yeah. Like, why can't you stomach the idea of being someone, being with someone who is like 30 emotionally mature? Yeah. No. And it's like, it's so consistent. It's clearly a pattern, but like, I can't even remember the last time he dated someone age appropriate. Yeah. Probably when he was that age of the right. girls that he likes. Right. So gross. Like, I. And he has no shame. Like, you know, the whole world is like, talking about you and like we're like you're you know teetering on the edge and like you go lower yeah but she's really beautiful no I know and she's in the pics yeah and she's like an Israeli queen yeah and you know it is worth mentioning and this is a joke so don't come for me but like you know there is a draft in Israel for for men but so I don't know if she went to the army but if she did you know you grow up really fast in Israel you're like constantly under attack you know people hate you so She's 19. I would say she probably has a maturity of a 25-year-old. Yeah. Still disgusting. Still not okay. But just worth mentioning. Worth mentioning. She's probably mature for her age, which, which is, is a young age. Yeah. No, Leonardo DiCaprio is really disgusting. And it's like, it's become such a joke. I feel like when he goes to award shows, like Ricky Gervais are always making a thing of it. And now it's just something we laugh at. But it's deeply and inherently problematic and disgusting. Yeah. So we're like laughing at it, but let's talk about it, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Also, Leo related, not a story though. James Cameron like finally admitted that the door on the Titanic that Rose floated, floated on could have held both of them. He right, did, he held like, like a science experiment. He held a reenactment with stunt doubles and he conceded that they could have both fit on the door, which is what everyone has been saying all along, you know, that if he just got on, they could have both been saved, blah, blah, blah. Now I have a hot take. Okay. Because I've like read about the Titanic and that time and the people 
who were on the boat and the sacrifices that were made. And I think still, if it were real, Jack would not have gotten on the door okay. because there would have been a risk that it could have flopped. Like it's hard to get onto a yeah. surface. Like you could knock off the other person. Yeah. Like he could have put Rose in a, a scary situation. Also, if the door is like they just fit, then he could have been looking at it and being like, maybe we won't fit. And the men of the Titanic, most of them were like so chivalrous. So many men right. gave their lives for women and, and children. children. And they just stayed on the boat and they died knowing that they were going to die and they said their wives should go the kids should go like they so there weren't a lot there were some men who didn't do that and some who were selfish and like Mm -hmm. you know like we saw in the movie Mm -hmm. the guy um but a lot of men like gave their lives for the women and I think that Jack Dawson was that man I don't disagree of that time and would not have jeopardizes jeopardized Rose's survival for his own. And he could have just held on. He didn't have to get on. He could have just like held- He's in the freezing water. Yeah, but like held on for as long as he could. No, but like he still would have died as quickly as if he didn't hold on. Oh, from like hypothermia? Yes. Mm. Yes. So it wasn't the drowning, it was the weather. No, it wasn't the drowning. I think he's wearing a life jacket. It's yeah. the coldness of the water. So if he got on the door, he wouldn't be in the water. Got it, got it. But like that's a balancing act and I don't think he was going to jeopardize his Rose's survival. You know, survival. I agree. It's like a seesaw. It's very, it's unbalanced. Yeah. So I think it was, it was about chivalry. I, I think so too. Which like, I think a lot of the theme from the Titanic and the way it went down quite literally is how chivalrous the men of that time were. Yeah. You know, totally. like if something happened today, would it be women and children first? I don't I'm think not so. Sure. No, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't think it would be. But of course today we're like, Jack, get on the door. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I actually agree. I agree. I don't think that's a hot take. Okay. No, it's just like my take. You said, you literally, before we started the show, I have the hottest take. I no, I didn't say the hottest. You've got, I have a hot take. You literally, hot. My, my, so my take was that Jack, even knowing if he maybe could have fit on the door, would not have gotten on. That's not a hot take. Like the way you explained it, you're right. Thank you. Uh, James Cameron should call me because like I, he thinks he has a plot hole in his movie, but he doesn't. James Cameron should do a lot of things. And one of them should be to call me. Yeah. What else should he do? You know, cast me in his next film. He, when he calls me, I could tell oh, him Oh, yeah. I guess everything I need from him, he could do on the call. <laughs> Yeah, because he should definitely make like a biopic about the toast and like this, you know, unprecedented success. And the thousandth episode. And the thousandth episode. The thousandth episode should be directed by James Cameron. What do you right. think he would do with us? Something like He'd beautiful. probably like move the camera around. Some, something breathtaking. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know if he could handle us because we're, we, you don't know when the next moment is coming and who it's coming from. So like, I think he would be excited by the spontaneity of it all. He would have to study a lot of toast episodes to be in the rhythm with us. Yeah, but our rhythm is constantly shifting. No, it's like our old episodes, like, ew. <laughs> Not on our, ew. But maybe through those episodes, he could see the um, the pattern of our growth mm-hmm. and he could predict where we're going next. Right. He would probably need like a team of scientists. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and psychological, like, evaluators. Experts. But honestly, I think we break the mold. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, we really <laughs> are beyond unpredictable. Beyond. Like, maybe, yes, if he studied today's episode and, like, this week, he could guess Thursdays. But, again, just depends, like, how we wake up, you know? Yeah, and maybe not Thursdays because Thursday we intend to do something. Special and different. anything before. Yeah, no, it's tough. It's definitely tough. Yeah. But he should still call us. He should. And because your movie is historically accurate. Yeah. How about that? James How about Cameron. them apples, if James? Anybody, if James's niece listens to the show, please let him know. Yeah. He doesn't even need to call me. Just let him know it's historically accurate. No, I could still use a phone call. Like, I definitely, I could use a James Cameron film, like, to make my millions so then I can maybe rent Kevin Costner's house. Yeah. That's all we want. Yeah. 
Like we're, we're simple girls. Um, before we keep going, let me just let you know that today's episode is also brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. High performance, Thrive filled episode. High performance beauty. And You're wearing Thrive Cosmetics on your lips right oh, now. Oh, I am. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. So their high performance beauty and skincare products are made with clean, skin loving ingredients. No parabens, sulfates, flatlates. They're certified 100% vegan and cruelty free. So some of their best selling products, the ones that everyone knows is probably the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It's the first vegan tubing mascara. It's their best selling product. It has a proprietary tubing formula that dramatically lengthens each lash from root to tip. I saw videos of it going viral and I was like, there's no way. And then I bought it and it really is that bitch. Like it's a, it's a really amazing formula. It lasts all day without clumping, smudging or flaking. And the removal is super easy. It slides right off with warm water and a washcloth. Um, this is what I'm wearing today. The Sheer Strength Hydrating Lip Tint. It deeply hydrates lips with a hint of tint that applies and evenly lasts every six hours. So it glides on smoothly for an even color that's comfortable. Okay, my shade today is Cara, K-A-R-A. It's really nice. It's got like the the hydration of like a balm, but with color. I so, love a balm. A balm. Um, they also have their Brilliant Eye Brightener, which is a really beautiful shimmery. Oh, yeah. That's the one that will just make you look awake. A highlighting stick. They've got their waterproof eyeliner. We have all the products and they're part of my collection down here and at home. It's a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics because they also um, have a mission that resonates with us. It's their Bigger Than Beauty initiative. So every product purchased, they donate to help communities thrive. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash toast. That's thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash toast for 15% off your order. Today's episode is also brought to you by stamps.com. 2023 is already well underway, so don't wait any longer to level up your business and set your year up for success. Get ahead of the competition by using stamps.com to mail and ship. They let you print your own postage and shipping labels right from your home or office. It's ready to go in minutes. You can get back to running your business sooner. So whether you have like an e-commerce business or you have a business that involves a lot of shipping or you just have like a lot of shipping needs in your personal life, stamps.com is your one-stop shop because taking trips to the post office is genuinely like as close as it gets to hell on earth. Um, But stamps.com is the post office elevated. Postage rates just increased again, but luckily stamps.com has the best discounts in the industry with rates you literally cannot find anywhere else, like up to 84% off USPS and UPS. Plus stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. For 25 years, they've been an indispensable resource for over a million businesses. You get access to USPS and UPS shipping services that you need to run your business right from your computer day or night. No traffic, no lines, no waiting. If you sell products online, Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Use Stamps.com to print postage whether you do, wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and a printer, and they'll even send you a free scale, so you have everything you need to get started. If you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard, and you never have to leave your house, which is kind of everything. It's kind of what life is all about. So sign up with promo code TOAST for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts required. You could set your business up for success when you get started with Stamps.com today. Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter code TOAST at Stamps.com. That promo code is TOAST. Thank you, Turd. You're welcome. Next story, a little behind the scenes Grammys more Grammys drama behind the scenes Mm -hmm. Harry Styles' stage rotated in the wrong direction during the Grammys backup dancers recall the choreographic turmoil 
Before Harry Styles took home the coveted Grammy for Album of the Year on Sunday night, he took the stage alongside a team of backup dancers to perform his chart topping as it was. The dance number saw Styles and the dancers deliver ela- deliver elaborate moves atop a revolving turntable. I wouldn't say they were elaborate because they were pretty much like walking, walking which is not that elaborate. Also, like the typical de- like the dance, yeah, you know, the, like. But not elaborate um, by any means. No. On Monday, a couple of those dancers took to social media to address negative reactions to the performance, revealing that the stage rotated in the opposite direction than in their rehearsals. Uh, The choreographer said, 12 of us were on the turntable and we rehearsed for 10 days getting down these beautiful formations and sliding off the turntable. And Harry did such a good job integrating into it and had a beautiful duet. We were practicing with the turntable counterclockwise and we did it loads of times and got it down to the point where in dress rehearsal yesterday, it was spotless. Unfortunately, when it was time to showcase the number on live TV, the turntable started spinning the wrong way. That would explain why it, it was a little not amazing. No, and Harry and like Harry also stumbled. fell off. He yeah. stumbled yeah. when he was going down. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I thought the performance itself was fine in terms of the choreography. I never would have noticed that something was wrong. I really felt like something was off with Harry. Maybe and this threw him though. For sure. Um, but I felt like he carried that same kind of morose, like somber energy with him throughout the night. Yeah. So it didn't feel connected to the turntable. And I feel like Harry's such a professional. Like he, he's not easily thrown. You know, he's done the biggest stages in the world. Yeah. So I don't know if that had anything to do with his energy, but that sucks for the dancers who like, you know, this is their moment. Yeah. I just feel like, I mean, you never know what you're going to do in a situation where you have to think on the spot. But I feel like if I were Harry, like I would have come down from the turntable when it was the time, like when he stumbled and I would have stayed at the microphone. No, fuck the turntable. Fuck the turntable. Because then also, even though the dancers wouldn't know what to do with themselves, the, the camera light is be- on you. Yeah, no. And he's such a great performer. If he just dances and does his thing, like- he doesn't need the frills. And like the turntable would have been, it's an homage to the music video. So it's like, okay, it was in the beginning. Hey, it's the music video. And if he stayed at the mic the whole time, I wouldn't have noticed anything. And I also feel like I didn't think the performance was that bad. Me neither. Especially like the turntable stuff. Um, it was more so Harry's energy. But now knowing that it went the wrong way, I'm like, oh, it was a total fucking clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah. It and could I have been way worse. I feel like if I were Harry, I kind of wouldn't want people to know that it went the wrong way. Because now like- his appointment, his whole like uh, performance is like kind of a failure. Right, right. As opposed to it just being like, oh, it was like not, not the best. his best. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, everything went wrong. Yeah, that's true. So I, I think I'd be like a little like miffed at all these backup dancers spilling the tea. I feel like they had approval. You think? I don't think, I think backup dancers are like extremely professional. They're always around like really A-list celebrities. They don't just like speak out, especially when Harry is, you know, such a big artist and has so many performances. Like you want to be a part of his crew for like, he has a long career ahead of him. And I feel like backup dancers like stick with you. Like Taylor's dancers have been with her forever. So they're not going to be acting out and like speaking out of turn. I I don't think they like think they're doing anything wrong. I think they get approval like a hundred percent. You think so? Yeah, they know the second, like all the major, major Harry fans follow them. They know the second they say anything, it gets picked up. I think without a doubt, they had his approval. I don't know. Because it's also like, you know, people thought I, I didn't do you, a great job. I want them to know what was really going on. Like there wasn't, there was a reason. I don't know if you even think to get approval for like just, you know, sharing your truth on TikTok. You do. When you work for like the biggest and the baddest, when it, and it comes to social media, you have to get approved. I'm, I'm sure of it. And I, I could see them wanting it out there. Like, well, you know, the discourse is Harry stunk it up. Well, let's tell them why. Yeah, but I think, for, at least for me and my perception of it, like, it, it just makes me think the performance was worse than it than it was. Yeah. 
Also, like, there's a video of, like, Harry and Taylor talking. Mm -hmm. Do you see this? Mm -hmm. And the TikToker, like, her theory, which I do believe this one, is that Harry is telling Taylor that the stage was going the wrong way. Mm. Because he, like, goes like this. And then she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm loving. So, like, unlike Diplo's. Yeah. I believe that. I'm loving the lip reading. Yeah. People, you know, who are either like deaf or just experts in lip reading are sharing on social media, like what they think they see. And because I'm, I'm not a good lip reader. But then when I see like somebody say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. But it's but it could not be. It. It's subjective for sure. You know, so yeah. take it with a grain of salt, though. I believe this one because it's like, OK, he went like that. And also it's not a harmful thing. Whereas like saying Diplo said that they, they bought, bought that. that is like not nice for everyone. No. And also like you, you have to be dumb to do that because when you walk into the Grammys and you're seated at, you know, seated at a certain like a handful of tables, you know, like your reactions are going to be on TV. You may not see the camera, but you know that you could be on TV, especially when they're doing your category. So you yeah. wouldn't say something that stupid. No, I don't believe it. Yeah. I still don't. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is some wonderful human interest news and that we need to be highlighting wonderful stories like this of exceptional people. Is it some good news? Good ass news. It's good news to you. It's good news. A nine-year-old boy who wants to be an astrophysicist graduates from high school. <gasps> nine years old? While most nine-year-olds are eagerly anticipating graduating from elementary school, this Pennsylvania boy just got his high school diploma. David Balagun, nine, recently received a diploma from Reach Cyber Charter School, which is based in Harrisburg, after taking online classes. This achievement makes David one of the youngest people to graduate from high school. He started high school right before COVID-19 closed doors to schools in early 2020, and he continued his studies virtually ever since. Per The, per, um, the Guardian, he ended up graduating in three years with a 4.0 wow. GPA. Oh God. Uh, the science teacher said David was an inspirational kid, definitely one who changes the way you think about teaching. Oh. You always hear about that the teachers have like their one kid they're yeah. like that makes all these other kids let me worth see a picture it. of this kid is he he's so cute? so cute look at him sitting on his computer with his headphones oh my god he's adorable he literally looks four years old he's so young and, and now he's going to college he wants Where's to be an going? astrophysicist um does that mean an astronaut he's already started getting his credits at bucks county community college oh my god he's from that's where brian's from bucks county yeah so i hope um they're still considering the family told uh the outlet they're still considering ivy league institutions such as harvard princeton and upenn i think probably now with all this media like you know, he'll have gonna a spot snatch him up there'll be a spot for him um but i look forward to seeing the incredible things that he does oh my god he's adorable i'm so happy for him like one thing about me like that could never have been me <laughs> Like I was really not smart, like in yeah. school. It was like a, definitely a lack of passion. Yeah. Like a lack of giving a shred of a shit, but also a lack of the talent. Like I was just not smart. So I feel like, you know, maybe in my life, I look back, like I could have become like definitely some sort of like singing prodigy. Maybe even if I had applied myself a little bit, like at the piano or the guitar, like maybe I could have been, I could not have been an academic prodigy. Like I know never, never. I mean, really few people can be, you have to be like incredibly smart. Cause you could be like really, really smart and be number one in your class to graduate high school at nine years old. Like you have to be motivated too. And like, you have to above and beyond about like, like Einstein. There were a lot of kids I knew growing up who were like naturally smart. Like they didn't have to study that much. They just like, it worked for them, but they never like, it's like, you have to have that. But then you also have want to like apply yourself. Yeah. Like it's hard to have both. Yeah. And so he said he wants to be an astrophysicist and he wants to study black holes and supernovas. Like, I'm sorry, if he's not on the next flight to space. Oh, yeah. Somebody snatch him up, Elon. The next civilian flight to space. What are you doing? So true. Elon or Jeff or Richard. Anyone. Richie. They're Scott. taking off every day. No, totally. With like the sorry. dumbest, most irrelevant groups. Yeah. Like this kid. I wonder if they're, if you have to be a certain age to go to space. Like maybe your, your organs body, yeah. can't handle space. For sure, by the way. Yeah. 
I love that story. Thank Isn't you Isn't that a sharing. beautiful story about the campers doing incredible things? And we need to highlight we these do. stories because these are good stories and more people should, you know, strive for excellence. Yes, academic excellence. Stri- all forms of excellence. You know, this kid is Except our just best like bet. Sitting around on TikTok. You know he's not on TikTok. This kid is our best bet at beating China. <laughs> our <makes> best bet. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I hope he has a lot of friends who he encourages, you know, a lot of youth. It must be hard to find peers who are worthy of your time. Uh, Especially when like your time is so valuable. You're literally graduating college in the time the kids are going to soccer practice. Literally. But I also hope he's making time for fun. For fun. Hobbies. But I feel like he is. And I feel like his his hobbies are like space exploration, astrophysics. And so it's it's also important to get out there, you know, run around with other kids. Yeah. I hope he's, you I know, hope he's playing running. sport. I hope he gets outside. You know, he's not just on the computer all day. I know. Like with his headphones, like a telemarketer, like yeah. talking to people online. Yeah. He's got to like see other kids. I agree with that. Yeah. Maybe now that he's had this major accomplishment, maybe he'll take like a few months off and like go no, to camp or something. Not him. Never. Camp. He would, he's already working on his college credits. And by the way, it's winter. Camp. Okay. He go to space camp. Yeah. But also science like, camp. The, and then he's going to be on a college campus and like, he's going to be the only nine-year-old. Like that's got to be isolating. No, I hope that, you know, I hope his family the kids moves, are nice to him. And I hope his family moves with him. Yeah. He needs all the support he can get. Yeah. I'm not kind of worried about him now. Right? It's hard. College campuses are tough, even if when you're of age. But he's purpose driven. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not really worried about like the social elements of it all. He's there for a purpose. He'll probably graduate faster than I have those other snot-nosed kids. And if you wind up at a college that he is Go at to. and he's in your lecture, like you better be fucking nice to him. Invite him to like have lunch with you. Yeah. All, you know, age appropriate activities. Don't get him hooked on alcohol or drugs, please. <laughs> I can see it going that way too. Like no. young impressionable kid. These college kids are crazy. Yeah, they like invite him to the frat house. Right. Like they think it's funny. Like, and then he does a keg stand and next thing you know, he's living on the street. Like- no, no, like we have to protect him. I hope his parents like are really involved. They have to. They be. have like, to be. They yeah. have to be. So exciting. So exciting. Literally like Goodwill Hunting, but like even better. Yeah, nine years old. Wishing him the best at his academic endeavors. I look forward to seeing what he does. Remember that name. I look forward to seeing big things from him. Yeah. Um, and speaking of big, it's time for lunch. So, what are we thinking? I think it's more like what aren't we thinking? Like I'm feeling adventurous. I'm feeling. Big. Are you feeling like we're gonna go leave find the her? house? We're gonna leave the house, okay? Because I think when we sit in the house and wait for lunch to find us, it's so we always just end up eating some crap. Yeah, we do. You were just telling me about a place that's nearby that has good bowls. Oh yeah, let's go get bowls. Yeah, I, one thing about me, like I feel like like this trend of like this lunch spot trend for like corporate life. Like I feel like forever it's been like good salad places. It was like sweet green and chopped, like all these salad. And now the bowl industry is making its comeback. Like warm rice, warm, like a warm protein, grilled chicken or salmon. It's cooked. Like I like the bowl of it all. I was thinking like when I was reading lessons in chemistry, which you read, it's like, I feel like, you know, in the fifties, sixties, like they put everything into a casserole thermos, like into a casserole. And like, now you just put all these ingredients, you deconstruct them in a bowl. Yeah. But we're eating the same thing. We're eating a deconstructed casserole. Except with probably like less cream. Yeah, and also casseroles are fucking disgusting. I really like the idea of them, but I've never seen one that I wanted to try. Yeah. But I've seen plenty of bowls I've wanted to Except try. Except everyone says the lasagna is a casserole. Yes, it is. It's not. No, no, sure. Like, it's a casserole. Sure, but that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, how about that? I would love lasagna. We can make lasagna for dinner. Yeah. Okay. I mean, think about. So, I hope you guys have some great lunch plans. We just, sounds I like we, we, we got a good one. Yeah, we have a good one. I hope we've inspired you. Um, you know, you could get a wrap. You could get a salad. Maybe you brought lunch from home, which is literally the so best nice. kind of lunch. Yeah. Because, you know, it was made with love. Yeah. I think maybe I'll have some of that Annie's mac and cheese in the fridge for for the uh, for for Harry. Harry. Like yeah. maybe just like to hold me over. Yeah, you could have some of that. It's like I'm really hungry. 
No, I'm like a bottomless pit. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, The Millennial Morning Show. This was our 998th episode. Hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to The Toast, The Millennial Morning Show. We're listening to Investor Stories. See you every Monday, Friday, and Tuesday. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe. Give the video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts. And we're podcasts. We found some Spotify. And we're probably very rare. We're going to get back to the place. We're going to get back to the place. We're going to get back to the place. We're going to get back to the And we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye. Bye, Striker.